This is episode 40 of the School of Business Makers with Dr. Carmen Nibigira. And today we'll be discussing how can the tourism and hospitality businesses prepare for reopening during a pandemic. Welcome to the new episode of the School of Business Makers. My name is Christian Kitumaini, and in this conversation, we'll be discussing how can the tourism and hospitality businesses prepare for, re- for reopening during a pandemic. And today my guest is uh, Dr. Carmen Nibigira. She's really a dynamic business leader with an international track record of delivering significant results in a variety of difficult and volatile markets. She has extensive experience and deep domain expertise in the tourism business through destination management and tourism policy. She has a PhD from Clemson University in the US and the area of specialization was on public policy and political economy of tourism as well as social um, political fabric of emerging tourism destination. Currently, she's the tourism expert at GIZ Wonder. Carmen, welcome to this conversation. Good afternoon, Christian. Thank you for having me. Awesome. Is there anything I forgot to um, say about you that you like to inform the listeners about? I think you have captured everything I needed to be introduced from now. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, how is how is life? Um, how is the lockdown? How is work, working in the pandemic look like for you? Uh, we are used to it. I think we are in the third month. And personally, I will say it's a, quite an interesting uh, experience uh, for someone who used to live in a very dynamic environment and moving from one airport to the other, traveling from one destination, from one continent to the other on a monthly basis. It's quite refreshing to be home and to connect with the family and friends and time for oneself, yes. Fantastic. Um, let's deeper into this conversation because I'm personally very, very excited. Tell us more who is Carmen and what triggers her passion for the tourism and hospitality um, as a career? Oh. Well, in a nutshell, I'll say that uh, from an early age, I was exposed to nature, to travel uh, through my father when I was growing up in, in Burundi. So I was given an opportunity to discover my country before I turned 10. So that experience uh, was unique and uh, was the foundation of my curiosity, my uh, mind was set to see, discover, and I knew the further you go, the better you, in terms of acquiring knowledge, uh, different cultures, and discovering the world. So who I am, I am a, a passionate person, and a very active person, and I, I thrive in an environment where there are set of challenges and opportunities to grow and I find myself in recent years involved in uh, education, mentoring women and young women 
and also uh, enjoying what I do for a living, which is uh, tourism and hospitality sector in the last 20 years. It's so amazing um, the way you, you build yourself up and uh, the passion you, you had since, since the early age. Um, we've seen um, with this global pandemic, uh, tourism and hospitality businesses have been hugely affected. And, but the good news is we are also seeing some countries started easing and opening their borders. Do you see it as something great for the tourism sector to reopen, especially for the domestic markets? Before I talk about what the opening means uh, for the tourism and hospitality sector, uh, I think for humanity, for the world, we need to be connected. We yeah. are human beings and then uh, our society is is made of interaction and connectivity uh, and if you look how for the last three or four months in some countries things were we didn't we never saw this coming i think it has been a shock to many of us in 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 the hospitality and tourism sector we have never seen uh, airline and airplane grounded on the on the floor uh, hotel closed, uh, people losing jobs, losing incomes, and then without anything in the horizon to know when we will open. So yes, we greatly welcome the slow uh, opportunities of opening borders and for domestic tourism, definitely for whether it's destination Rwanda, Kenya, Uganda, Tanzania in the East African community, this is a great relief. People can have opportunities to earn incomes and support their families and then also revive the industry and our small economies. Fantastic. Which is really great news that um, economies are reopening up. And uh, we've seen last week Rwanda, especially allowing domestic tourism to start operating again. What other um, measures um, small businesses need to put in place um, to ensure the safety of both their clients as well as their staff? Definitely anyone who's involved in hospitality and tourism, whether it's in Rwanda or beyond, has to take into account that, that we have very uh, clear message from our government and our Ministry of Health to advise every single person that we are part of a chain. So our health protocols, our safety doesn't just depend on each person individually, but it's a commitment to the society in general. So I will urge that every business player, whether you are a taxi driver, a motor driver, a hotel operator, a receptionist, a waiter or tour guide, anyone who's part of the value chain at each touch point that we observe the protocols and implement our strategies and our recovery or restart strategies based on those key foundations. We can't afford to go back into the lockdown because it has a huge socioeconomic impact. And I don't think we, we are going to offer another opportunity to anyone who can jeopardize uh, the gains already uh, in place yeah. from some destinations in, in this African community. So this is a collective action and we need all be vigilant. 
fantastic that is so so amazing and with the focus now being on the domestic traveling um you 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 are um, tourism and hospitality experts you you build different product you advise companies on identifying different product they can they can create for their customers what are the product and packages that small businesses currently can build to to offer to the local tourist the tourism and hospitality sector is based on the supply and the demand mm. uh, i will say some of the product available on the market will have to be defined in terms of domestic market consumption psychology uh, purchasing power and the understanding of what the market needs yeah. domestic tourism is quite different from what rwanda as the destination was used to offer on the table mm. so the small and medium enterprises will have to capitalize on the fact that people have maybe acquired a new taste to something new and then that's just not going to happen overnight we need to pay attention to the level of confidence into the market this require also the investment to follow up those who can afford to change the direction they were in because Rwanda for many tour operators and travel agencies they were focusing on the international market yeah. so when you want to attract the domestic market you obviously have to redesign your products your pricing strategy reflects the pockets yeah. of the Rwandan community and the expat community living here and I'll probably have to caution everybody who is banking on the domestic market for the next 3 months 4 months things are going to be very bumpy mm. uh first of all people have fear of probably losing jobs uncertainty is in the air so the confidence of spending is not there yet mm. second for some of us who have children going to school we only have only one month two months remaining to send our children to school this september so if you have to take into account some economic factors i would say domestic tourism will have to be a long haul i'll say what uh, charles haber mentioned this week in one of the tv on the square mm. is going to be a marathon and one of the key uh, indicator we usually look at is what is the gdp per capita in rwanda and then i think uh, that's just something we have to bear in mind that our pricing is something we need to watch and the small medium enterprises it's time to reshift mindset and operate in an environment which has to be dynamic one product two product cannot fit all So pivoting require more than just targeting the domestic market. People have to do their homework and they will have to do this more often. Definitely people need to do their homework and they need to do this often. I like that one. Um what are the learnings um African tourism can learn from this pandemic that basically change most of the things? Um what are the learnings um the african tourism can learn to improve the the local tourism consump- consumptions and what effort need to be put in place in the long run 
I would say that for every destination, it's not just for African market, everybody. We have taken probably for some so many years tourism as a, as a, as a granted, as a, as a given sector. Yeah. It was almost like a cash cow business. But uh, we realized that uh, we cannot isolate tourism from public health. We cannot isolate tourism from security. We cannot isolate tourism from climate change. We cannot isolate tourism from global warming. So we needed to be vigilant to some external shocks which can come and rob all our gains. I will urge that our, our policymakers, our governments, for the recovery process, I will say even beyond the restarting cover recovery or process they want to implement, they have to take into account that a crisis like this may occur more than once in, a, in, in the next decade, that small businesses pay attention to the welfare of their staff, because right now you cannot say that you cannot pay your employee uh, his coverage, medical coverage, because if he gets sick, then he becomes a liability to the business you have. Mm. So we have to connect our sector to the well-being of people, the well-being and of the planet. And believe me that are now more than ever, we know that we are connected. What happens in Singapore, in Canada, in China, in Cuba affects someone who's sitting in Nyarutarama or sitting in Yamasheke or anywhere in Rwanda or in Kisumu in Kenya or in Uganda. So those some factors open our eyes to the to a geopolitical issue, to social security, to how we are connected. And tourism is really at the heart of everything we do. I think we need to elevate the agenda and say we can no longer ignore other urgent yeah. issues to address. Awesome! That's that is that is so amazing. Um, we are all connected. Either you you in Singapore, Cuba, Nyamasheke, or Nyarutama. We we all we all connected. Uh, the world is becoming very very connected more than ever. Um, are, are you personally seeing the, the regional tourism coming back to normalcy soon or it will take some time even after different countries reopening their borders for international tourists? It's going to be one step at a time. I, I don't expect people to go back to the, the new normal. I'm not sure whether there's some any, any, any definition of what is the new normal. I will say we are going back to, we are going to define the new life, the way we want it. But I, I expect that the recovery will be slow mm. in some destinations and then not all businesses will be recovering at the same time. So the restarting button will occur at the different stages of development for some businesses. And of course, we have to also be honest and say some businesses are going to die. Mm. And then the business operators will have to say, how do I come back? How do I shape my business? And they will have to find their way into this new normal. And um, I'm sure there's been a lot of learnings for small businesses, either small or big. We've seen also it's their big hotels or chains of hotels all over the world being affected. What are the learnings you've seen from this pandemic that TNH businesses should focus on to ensure their survival in the long run? For the small and medium enterprises, I think uh, 
the tourism and hospitality sector at this time, at this particular moment, may seem to be very volatile and we cannot draw a conclusion whether there's a, any specific remedy or specific advice. Mm. However, I will say that don't take customers for granted. And then our industry is dynamic and changes often. You can look at how you diversify your product offering. Once you know that one product cannot work today, what can you offer on the table? Second, I think one of the key learnings was how interconnected the industry is to other key sectors. That's something from policymakers, they realize how in, in important the tourism and hospitality sector is. And it's not just because we value our industry in terms of job created, but also the connection it has to other key sectors, agriculture, food processing, manufacturing, banking, uh, insurance, uh, aviation. So those are some of the things I think we can now advocate for our industry better. We can demand that our governments have a, a keen and favorable uh, measures to allow the industry to thrive. And this is the best time to do it in a sustainable manner. In talking about governments, what, um, what, what do you think are the supports and infrastructure that different governments, especially in the, in the region, um, can put in place to ensure that affected businesses uh, quickly bounce back? We've seen, uh, starting from the government of Rwanda, Uganda and Kenya and of course Tanzania, they are putting together stimulus to support the industry. Uh, and of course, they may not all uh, affect the small and medium enterprises at all level or at the scale we all wanted. But I would like maybe to say that uh, we, we realize that the industry can be very fragile and in this very important moment in our lifetime, we, we needed to pay attention to what the government choose to do and not to do. Hmm really tourism is important then they should invest more and then support the industry so it doesn't die not because we create jobs but also the connection it has to other sectors the inter interdependencies to other sectors so those measures are important we have seen some government going beyond and above but others could have done better but i think it's also based on what is available in 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 in, in their means but i have definitely hope and faith in the recovery process, but it's going to take a long time. Awesome. Uh, let's wrap up this conversation uh, with my last question. Um, what is the future of the tourism and hospitality industry post COVID-19? Because um, I've seen a lot of friends of mine, uh, small business owners um, operating in the industry. They're very, very scared. Um, what is the future of the industry post COVID? Our industry is based on people. We, we serve a community of friends, relatives who want to travel, who want to discover, who want to eat, who want to go to places. It's based on social mobility and the way we, our fabric, our DNA, we are social people. So if you see how our world is organized, for one reason or another, someone is going to seek medical care, that's medical tourism in one place. Someone has to go and study in one country or the other. That's what we call education tourism. Someone is going to be moving from one country to another for business purposes. That's business tourism. Mm -hmm. So really, I'll say the recovery 
for business operators, it may take time, but it's going to come because we human beings, our space we thrive in, it's not through isolation. We have seen how frustrated we were when we were locked in our home. So if there are possibilities to do so, we're going to enjoy coffees, we're going to travel, we're going to see places, we're going to attend conferences, maybe not the same way as we used to, but gradually we will go back to the new normal. Fantastic. Um, thanks a lot for this conversation, uh, Dr. Carmen. We are coming to the end. Thanks, Dr. Carmen, for your time. <laughs>